This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina. I am your first Bad Ideas host. My name is Sarah Shackett. I'm your second Bad Ideas host. And my name is Zach Valenti, your third Bad Ideas host. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the world's saddest treehouse where we just exchange stories about the worst thoughts that humanity has ever had and try to turn them into good stories in just 10 very, 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 very short minutes. Sarah, you've got our first bad idea today, don't you? I do. I have I have quite the set piece to bring to you all. And dear listeners, if you'd like to read along with this article, it will be in the episode description. Uh, but I, I bring you news from Tokyo. Uh, is what I bring um, okay. from the English language Kyoto News. I'm just gonna gonna read the headline because it's all in there. Let's do it. So a group of 100 in a brawl <laughs> at Tokyo skyscraper restaurant. Wow! Wow! It just gets better with every word. <laughs> this article, I will say, does not have as much detail as I wanted to, but this is just such a rich idea. I have to bring it. So the article reads, uh, police were called to a restaurant in a Tokyo skyscraper on Sunday after a mass brawl erupted among around 100 customers who appeared to be members of a group with links to organized crime. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fuck. Now, by the time the police had gotten there, most diners had already left the function. They had booked out the whole of a restaurant when officers reached the modern French eatery on the 58th floor of (laughs) the landmark Sunshine 60 Tower in the Iki Bukuro district with only a man who had suffered a minor head injury and a handful of others remaining, the police said. Wow. Damn. Okay. According to a source uh, related to the investigation, those involved in the commotion appeared to be members of Chinese Dragon, a gang comprised primarily of second and third generation descendants of Japanese orphans left behind in China when Japan withdrew from the country at the end of World War II. Empire building, always a bad idea. Always a bad idea. Uh, Police have received information that the function was intended to celebrate a member's release from prison. Uh, (laughs) The scene was littered with broken beer bottles and glasses. Amazing. (laughs) Exactly. Um, The scene was littered with broken beer bottles and glasses, the police said, adding that they are investigating the incident as a suspected case of property damage. No shit. A restaurant clerk made the emergency call around 6.30 p.m. after the group started eating and drinking at about 6 p.m. Nice, nice. And suddenly got into a fight, they said. Uh, There were no other customers besides the dining party. Good, good. And also good, no staff were injured. Also extremely good. I'm very (laughs) glad to hear that. And the man found at the scene with the head injury was transported to a hospital, police said. Also good. Yes. So So it sounds like once things got rolling, this kind of went 
as well as it could feasibly as, as it go. Possibly could, which I love, but it can go much worse in the movie that we're making. <laughs> so I'm gonna put ten minutes on a timer. <laughs> go go for it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh my god. Um all right. So what's gonna happen in our amazing movie, Mafia Meal? The first thing that comes to mind for me is something like they're having a big summit of four organized crime families. It doesn't need to be or syndicates or whatever. Four big organized crime units um, does not need to be in Japan. This could be happening anywhere where there's organized crime. Yeah. And this is the summit that is going to sort of it's very important. We have the summit every five years. It's kind of what allows us to you guys run the shipyard. I run the northern territory. This other dude sort of takes care of like downtown and we all kind of stay in our lanes and everybody gets rich and everybody stays happy and nobody gets dead. Yeah. Something happens. One of the heads of the families has a stroke or something. So his son or daughter, but, you know, his direct descendant has to take his position and they are not ready for this job and so it is sort of one of those like you need a crash course in everything that your father does in order to be able to take his place even though you've never done uh -huh. anything related to it except your dad's job happens to be they are the dawn of a mafia family it would be especially funny if the child, mm -hmm. if the young person does not actually know what their father does, they think their dad's in construction. That, I, that's what I was about to say, that this is has to be a revelation to this person of like, right. you know, thinking their dad was just in finance, whatever yeah. that means. Yep, 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 yeah. yep, yep, yep. And now all of a sudden, it's ba I'm basically proposing a gritty reboot of The Princess Diaries is what I'm saying here, you know? Like, I love it. Disney? No. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have to go with no, uh, that. It's this like, it's one. like Miramax, possibly executive produced by Quentin Tarantino. Um. <laughs> no, this does feel very Quentin. And I'm trying to think of like, I, 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 and I love like positioning it in that kind of YA space where like everybody's in the cartoon mafia, you know, it's not like you know we're not treating this with with sort of scorsese seriousness at all yeah mm -hmm. and i'm trying to think of like who would be the right person to, well, to take on that anne hathaway mantle well you think about that you know and like it is i think funny because in the same way that in the spaces of royalty there's all of these things of etiquette of oh if you when you're having dinner with the crown prince of latvia make sure that you clean everything off your plate because if you don't it's a sign that you hate their hospitality or whatever right wait for them to take their dessert spoon first exactly <laughs> right um Mafia and mob-related spaces, I imagine, have just as much fucking pageantry and protocol of just kind of, you know, you need to let two-time Tony sit down before you sit down because he's a made man from old Sicily. But, you know, but like this other guy, you need to sit down before he does because you need to show that you're strong. So you have to time it very, very carefully. Like, it's a very particular sequence of when exactly you can sit down. Right. And and the the consequences are just as dire because instead of like, you know, you will put our country at a diplomatic disadvantage, it's like they will start shooting you. Shit's gonna pop off one hundred percent. Yeah. This summit can still happen at a 
skyscraper restaurant. I love that. I think that it should even be like a skyscraper rooftop restaurant so that there's even oh, yeah. like that open air space around them. So, okay. and so that somebody could even be flung off the roof dramatically. I think that that's all great. Right. Wilhelm screams abound. Ah! <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. I was just hearing them in my head as you were reading the article. Now, so we have the training montage. Mm -hmm. We have, so call to adventure, training montage, um, (laughs) and like epic final battle. Yes. Is there a love story? Ooh. There can be. I think, by the way, Sarah, that the answer is Anya Taylor-Joy. This would be an interesting role for her. But I think think that she would be very good in that Anne Hathaway role. That's a great question, Zach. And there's one, there's two ways to go about it. One is that before she finds out everything that is going on, she's dating that nice boy, Cliff, that she goes to college with, mm-hmm. who happens to be the son of the police commissioner. Um, and so she kind of has like a pre-existing relationship who is that is you know, going to be very difficult to navigate with now being the temporary acting head of a crime family. That's right. Especially if she's kind of estranged from her family. Like she went off to college elsewhere. She really like um, never felt like she's fit into the family. It still needs to be a local boy if it's going to be the head of the police chief. Like it needs to be someone that has ties to the local police department. So she can't be too far away but she kind of been estranged for a while yeah yeah no but just like it's socially estranged you know what i totally. mean like yes. not like they fly have to fly her in from california or something yeah. no but i like that and there can be like a romance with one of the like um consiglieres uh or you know oh, the, yeah. the, the, so there's a push pull of like is she going to stay with this safe guy who represents a different kind of life or is she act does she actually really like this mafia stuff and is she gonna oh, yeah. like get it on with tony oh yeah no and there's this whole thing about you know they like a bunch of people tell her you need to be very careful with tony that guy's a stone fucking cold killer he's so scary he's so threatening he's so mean he's everything it's sort of this like real buildup and then you know tony walks on and it's like cue the music clue cue the slow-mo cue the hair flick it's like tony is as they say terrific and it's a (laughs) whole thing then of just kind of boy i have this great thing going on with cliff but I'm suddenly very, very, very tempted to just sink into the underworld to be with Tony. And, you know, someone can kind of be like, he killed three people this morning. It's like, OK, nobody's perfect. All right. Relax. I'm not saying I want to marry him, but I mean, two minutes, 30 seconds, by the way. Oof. I feel like we have a good a good spine for 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 this. Yeah, it's worth probably figuring out what are the consequences of the brawl popping off. Does this actually solidify Anya Taylor-Joy as queen of the mafia or? I mean, that can be an unintended consequence that all of a sudden it is kind of like, whoa, this girl is hard as nails. You know, like Mm -hmm. her dad was so focused on keeping the peace for so long that we were all starting to think that maybe he'd gone soft. But, you know, this 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 girl is willing to spill blood. You know, she can really hold a firm hand. Okay, mm. fine. You can have the Northern Territories. We were we were maybe going to encroach upon that, but no, 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 no. We can see that this is all good. The other alternative may be that she may need to just marry 
Tony in order to kind of have like a marriage pact between the crime families. Ah, um, and that's that then sort like, of a whole, like. a whole thing of will she, does she actually want to be with Tony? Will, does she... Um, that I think would even be like more Princess Diaries-y where it's not even where it's not just you need to like represent us at the summit it's you need to represent us at the summit and marry this dude because otherwise like the very delicate pre-World War One Europe web of alliances right. and defensive pacts that have kept the peace for 75 years is going to collapse and wherever Seville, USA is going to become a blood zone. It can even, you can even have it with, be both of like the summit goes badly. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that. There's only one way to put the pin back in the grenade. That's, yeah, that's right. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, you have 48 seconds. What is this called? <laughs> um, Mob princess. The princess mob. When the... you hear your family. No. Uh... Hey. <laughs> uh... All in the family. Um, I don't know. Um, mob. I do find it funny. You. Like, you know, after she's screwed up the summit, someone can be like, you had one job. And it's like, I did not have one job. That was a million jobs. Yeah, there yeah. was so much shit to keep track of. Holy crap yeah nobody could have done that correctly like with the amount of time that i had to prepare for it i mean made man is that's not bad made woman made woman yeah well that's time so i i think that's a good that's a good place to iterate off of well done you guys (laughs) fantastic idea i don't think we've had a higher body count original source material in a long time maybe ever (laughs) i'm i'm sweating over here jesus truly uh don't fight in po- like don't don't do that. But also don't on top of a skyscraper. But if you're gonna Yeesh. do it in the top of a skyscraper with ninety nine <laughs> right. other people, that's I mean, right. That's, that's stunting, right? That's like, <laughs> hey, like you know, we're gonna go down. We're gonna go down, epic style. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of epic, we're gonna take an epic break that will actually just be like twenty seconds, uh, and be right back for another bad idea. Hello there, Zach Valenti, jumping into this episode with this brief reminder that we have an active Patreon page to support the production of No Bad Ideas and all the other crazy worlds we're building behind the scenes. To check that out, scope the sweet rewards we offer for monthly subscriptions, as well as how to sign up yourself. Head on over to NoBadIdeasPodcast.com slash support. Once more, that's nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. If you already support the show, we so appreciate that. And regardless, thank you for listening. All right, let's get back to more No Bad Ideas. All right, everybody, welcome back to No Bad Ideas. Uh, we have our second bad idea today. You know, it's fun. In a previous bad ideas, we ended up having the accidental theming of both episodes being centered on wildlife. This time around, we ended up having two bad ideas centered on 
cooking and on meals, actually. Ooh. Although in a very, very different scenario than the one that you presented, Sarah. I love so it. let me take you to that fountain of terribleness, Reddit's Am I the Asshole page. The headline of which, and by the way, there will be a link to this post in the episode description if you'd like to read along. The link to it will take you to a post, the headline of which reads, Am I the asshole for ordering takeout after my husband tricked me to cook for his kids? What? Oh, yeah. It gets very confusing. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) There's so much going on there that ends with being single. I know. I know. The main post reads, am I the asshole? Hello? So to give some context, I, 35-year-old female identifying, have been married to my husband, 37-year-old male identifying, for six months. He has two children from two different uninvolved mothers, and they live with us full time. Uh, Presumably that is the children, not the uninvolved mothers. Um, (laughs) Twist. Although. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The kids are seven years old and 10 years old, respectively. I work long hours and it's a demanding job time wise. My husband thinks that just because I work from home that I can pause whenever. But that's untrue. Uh, Can confirm. Yeah, that is not how working from home works. He asked me to do things for the kids or for him during work hours. But I told him I'm working and unavailable during those hours and that the kids are his responsibility till I'm done. Yesterday, he told me he wanted to go attend a friend's engagement dinner and asked if I could take time off work to make the kids dinner. I told him absolutely not and insisted that he cook for them or that he order takeout. He said he had no time to cook and takeout was off the table since he doesn't want them to eat fast food. He later said fine and that he was going to cook dinner and then go to the party. Two hours later, the kids came in and said they were hungry. I was puzzled. I asked if their dad cooked them dinner, and they said he didn't. Moreover, he told them to come ask me to cook (gasps) for them at exactly 7 p.m. Wow. I was. And then he, yeah, like, you know, like around five, he was like, hey guys, so at six, I need to run to this thing, but at seven, go ask my wife to make you dinner. Wow. Um, I was so pissed to find myself in this situation. I took a few minutes off the meeting and ordered takeout from the nearby restaurant and fed the kids and then had them watch TV and then go to sleep. He came home at 11 p.m. and went off after he discovered that I didn't cook like he was counting on me to do. Not only that, but he yelled about feeding the kids takeout. I argued back, saying I had no choice after he basically tricked me into cooking for them and knowing I was busy. So I ordered food and made sure the kids were fed while I focused on work. He ranted about how I care more about work than my stepchildren, God forbid, and Mm -hmm. called me selfish and then went upstairs and refused to talk to me. He's still sulking about it today and says I need to get my priorities in order because they're messed up. That is the end of the original post. I think we can all fairly come down on the end of pretty thoroughly not an asshole. Um, However, there are a couple of edits providing additional context that may be interesting, um, but are funny. Great. So edit number one, 
about the friend's engagement dinner. My husband has this friend from college. They're close. He could not miss the event. Moreover, he said he was upset with me for missing the event and now refusing to cook a homemade healthy meal and ordering takeout, knowing it's a no-go for him. So he's angry on two fronts. Number one, you didn't go to this thing with me. And then number two, you didn't even cook for my kids. Additional information added number two. The reason I expected him to cook, other than the fact that I was busy, was that he usually cooks for them. So it's both of our responsibilities. Mm. Informational edit number three. Does he work? Yes, but barely. He works at a warehouse only twice a week. His what? friend's dad owns the warehouse and he has a lot of leverage. Wow. Finally, informational edit number four, more context on the mothers. One is an ex-wife. The other is an ex-girlfriend. Both left for financial reasons, he said, but I'm not fully convinced by that. So uh, that is what we're working with. That is what we wow. have. Wow. Uh, cool. That Good is stuff. this odyssey. I see the opening to make this another organized crime related thing there with that warehouse and those financial reasons. Um, but I will put that entirely in your hands as I set this 10 minute timer running. Wow. Sounds like he had just... too little change between his ears. <laughs> You're not wrong, Zach. Yeah. Also, just like what? What is this person? How, how was he hurt by takeout food? I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it also just like, seems, you know, like, fine, you know, maybe don't get takeout if it's like McDonald's seven days a week, but you can get takeout from like a salad place. Like it's possible to get yeah. perfectly OK takeout. I mean, obviously it depends where in the world they are because very true, very you know, true. Food deserts and whatever. But also, like, you're going to go for the dad of the year award now with this? Yeah, this is where he's planting his flag. This is where he's, this is this the is where he's he dies. Claim. Oh, yeah. and like, yeah, like lie to your, like, the third person to put up with you and take care of your kids mm -hmm. about how you're going to yeah, totally make dinner before you leave. Fucking chicken shit to yeah. be like, this will solve itself <laughs> in the way that I want it to. I'm just going to go. And then be like, I am both shocked and appalled yeah, that right, different right. choices were made than the ones right. that I very clearly unilaterally made for you. What the hell? Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. What to do with this? Right. And, and like, not that it's an excuse, but like, it's not like this person is like conquering the world and no. like, like he's like half checked in at his buddy's daddy's fucking like fake Amazon warehouse. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is this like a slow burn with from the woman's perspective of like being gaslit by some guy who like reveals himself to be worse than he is like mm. and we could take it to supernatural places to sort of displace it is this like a revenge movie from like the woman's I, I i'm curious were you gonna take it somewhere specific sarah i'm trying to think about that and i'm also yeah try, like like you are trying to sort of decide on um, tone and genre here because there is sort of like a, a tortured marriage story relationship about two people who are attracted to each other but just absolutely cannot communicate effectively but the, the pettiness of all of this strikes me as well and like there is something that seems kind of like deep cover revengey about this woman <laughs> uh, being here in this situation 
it could also be, I mean, an interesting thing would be to to put it from the perspective of the kids, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if not quite doing the parent trap, then like figuring out kind of um, how they are manipulating their dad uh, in order to um, get around some of the like bullshit uh, stipulations that he has. Yeah, absolutely. That could be fun. I think that I'm going to suggest just our like, let's just make an executive decision here. Who are we following? Are we following the wife? Are we following the kids? Let's just pick one. Let's follow the wife. Okay. Very, very good. Yeah. I think that in that case, then, yeah, like, I think that we're probably talking about something more in the veins of a thriller or sort of a, you know melodrama slash sort of like domestic horror movie of kind of, you know, you are married to this person, but then like slowly but surely you're realizing that all of these choices are being made around you and for you sort of a thing, I think is the idea that I've heard like a little bit like thrown around. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we don't have governesses anymore because this feels like a very Henry Mm. James situation to be in. Um, I mean, you can put you can set this earlier. You can set this in the time when governesses were a thing. Nah, I I, I want to honor like the the original idea and have it have it be something that's slightly more modern because I feel like the working from home is an important aspect to this. Sure, 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 sure. You are halfway through your time. Okay, so basically we have this person who uh, gets into this marriage and g- very incrementally but disturbingly things start to change and. It could be like this sort of attempt by this dude to like twist her into a weird 50s housewife. Is the I version think... of Don't Worry Darling that we all actually deserved. Yeah. The less said about that, the better. But yeah. <laughs> and, you know, sort of a, a push pull of does she want to stay in this situation if it means her independence versus like submitting to this obviously creepy dude um, now that he has shown his true colors. I'm just not sure kind of like what the steps along that journey would be and kind of, you know, does it end with a knife fight in the kitchen or like (laughs) burning down the warehouse or I'm not sure how far we go with it, you know? Sure, sure. And how centered does it remain on the food or not? Like, is it kind of, you know, because there's kind of a like... It could be very like water for chocolate where food becomes kind of the symbol in this sort of um, shibboleth of the relationship. And it's kind of, you know, this like proxy war is being fought between them as he is sort of controlling what food he she makes. She spends like all like, you know, first he yells at her about getting the kids takeout. Then the next day she makes a big meal and he, you know, throws it on the floor. And it's then like, nah, I guess now we need to get takeout. And it is sort of this very strange battle of the wills fought over food. Or we can kind of like not have it be so focused on that. We can kind of move in a different direction as well. What do you think, Zach? I think that my instinct is to flip the table. Okay, great. Basically having her just get the revenge that she deserves. And like, I don't know to what point that involves the potential adventure team of the other women. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, so like that movie that Nicolette Custer Waldau was in where like the bunch of exes all team up against this dude. I haven't seen yeah. it, but that sounds like a great pull. The other woman. You should not see it. It was 
not the best movie. Not a good no. pull. But, like, the idea, but the idea is interesting. Yeah. Sort of, you know, this guy is this massive philanderer. He's cheating on his wife with four different mistresses. Um, they kind of team up to prank him and uh, get back at him. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. sort of my instinct. I, I think, like, between Mary Poppins and Hostel, we're somewhere in the middle. Um, <laughs> cool. I mean, look, Olivia Rodrigo, if you want a music video for whatever your next single is, call us because I think this would be a great fit for you. I feel like this is already a Mitski video. Um, uh, that's very fair. Uh, you but, have a minute remaining, guys. Uh, how does it end? Who stars in it? And uh, what is it called? I mean, it ends with the house burning down. Um, <laughs> like the, the woman just burns down this house. Um, very fair, very fair. Takes the kids, rides off into the sunset. As Talking Heads plays. Yes, exactly. Who does it star? Does Jenna Coleman want to do a thriller? Hey, that'd be fun. I don't know what it's called, though. Yeah, it's like have dinner ready when I get home or some horrible bullshit like that. Yeah. Like, you know, um, take me out. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Zach. I really quite hey, like that. That'll do. And that will do because that is time. OK, well, just assholery all around. Just straight assholery. Straight, straight asshattery, assholery. Just like whatever part of the body you're thinking of, just put an ass there. <laughs> that is that is what we're dealing with here. Assholery. Well done, guys, for tangoing with it. Oh, thank you for bringing it. And thank you all for tuning in and listening. And we'll be back next week with some more No Bad Ideas. This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show happen. And a special shout out to our Idealist members, Jennifer Schneider, Rena Sarame, Jeffrey Felsher, and Dia. Today's episode features music by Statesher and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you love this show, please leave a rating or review wherever you listen and share it with someone you love. 